Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Because it is, this is going to be a Halloween episode. Yes. First of all, welcome to Sidework Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hey, guys. I'm Andrea Wallace. And joining us today is our guest and host, all wrapped into one, Henry Zabrowski. Guys, so good to be here. It is so, so great. to have you. Lovely now, home. Remember when we were going to do this yesterday? You know... <laughs> I was like, don't bring it up. And then she the first thing she does is she brings it up. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to bring it up because it was an irresponsible... I, I did bad. I did bad. I just forgot what day it was. I know. I That's what I was like. I don't think he knows what day it is. And I was like, he's been traveling. Yeah, I've been traveling. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I All right, We like you a lot. So. I feel so bad. I'm kidding. Don't it was bad. fine. We and I told you we had a, a great sort of like team building yeah, meeting. We did. And then, uh, we did some trust falls. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I noticed there was like a lot of broken furniture. You guys are yeah, doing uh, trust falls in we're here? We're getting there. <laughs> we made an effigy of Henry and may have stomped on it, put some pins in it. Oh, just, I had diarrhea yesterday. Yep, there you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> so we are going to go into service-oriented hauntings and whatnot today, which we're very excited about, but I think we all went around the room. So you have never seen an apparition per I'm, se, Henry. I ain't seen shit. You ain't seen shit. But you, right now in your apartment, there's some gremlin-y activity happening. I've been covering it a bit on side stories yeah. for LPN, and but a lot of it is it's completely true. I we mm-hmm. had something freaky happen last night too. We recorded side stories this week's episode, side stories yesterday after I had already had my so I had a. Things have been going missing mm-hmm. in my house. People immediately are like, you're an alcoholic. You also smoke a lot of weed. I'm like, hey, hey now. I've been an alcoholic and smoking weed for a long time. Right. I have not lost this many things in this small of a period of Right. Time. Where it's just odd. Where you're like, I'm either, my brain's bleeding yeah, and I should no, go get it checked out. Legitimately, or- it was like, maybe I need to go to the fucking doctor. Like, <laughs> like what am I, like, it's, I'm getting so, sp- I'm like, am I that spacey? Like, right. I know that I have a hard time staying in the present. <laughs> Which is a, it's a lot to handle today, too. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem staying in Obviously, I guess they locked in. I'm always thinking stupid five different things, and none of them matter. It's not like they're all work. It's not like I'm acting. It's not like Warren Buffett here. Right. Like, I'm right. legitimately thinking, being like, I want chicken. Um, someone says it mean on Twitter. Like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and so I go home from the gym. I have my keys, important keys. All of my keys are on it. I go straight to making dinner after the gym. This is a brag. Okay, and so let, but let's walk back. You let yourself into your had apartment to with keys. I do have. Okay, so no way for me to get it without it. And exactly. like, as all humans, our keys typically go in like the same three rotating spots. Always dropped on I, the table, a counter. You know, I got a nook. 
We have a sunglasses little area with mm-hmm. the keys. With they go in a pile next to the sunglasses, and maybe they'll go in the bedroom at the top. I have a little dresser that they would go on the top of the dresser where I also put my ring because I have to put my wedding mm-hmm. ring in the same exact fucking place. Yes, because if I don't, it will be gone. It will be gone. And so I did my thing. I'm just in the kitchen, make dinner. I go to walk the dog, and I realize my keys are gone. So, I, you know, we have a buzzer to the front of the building, whatever. We, I end up walking her. I tear the fucking house apart. I tear it apart. I go through everything. I was like, I must have left my keys in the front of the house. Like, I was like met, mortified with myself. Right, but meanwhile, the stress is building, and you're like, cool, now I'm having a sort of like having a panic attack. Like, yeah. Having, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to be dope. Like, I'm trying to be like, just texted Natalie, because my wife was at rehearsal, and I was like... You happen to like take my keys, and she's just like, I would never do that. And also, like, do you <laughs> she have a brain just tumor? Texted back ghost emoji. <laughs> yeah, 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 like pretty much. Get out of there! So I go to move a bunch of my travel bags into another room, and I heard a jangle. My keys were fucking zipped up inside of the interior pocket. No, of the bag, and I was like. That's I, not a thing. People do. I didn't do. do this. Yeah. I didn't do this. And then someone, I had a recent uh, a listener email. Someone said, it's like, maybe you're getting like carbon monoxide poisoning. And I was like, or something like that. And I was like, I fucking open up the window. I have the right. windows open because it's LA at night. So it's nice. <laughs> so right. I don't think it's that. And then the other day, a little afterwards, Nat comes home. She's white as a sheet. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, the numbers from our mailbox somehow fell off. And then our, we're in front of the front door. Just our, our apartment number was like literally on the, like right in front of the front door. When I don't you open like the apartment that. Door. How far away is the mailbox from the front door? 15 feet. Wow. Does, I mean, it's not good. Yeah. But I still ain't seen shit. Got it. Got it. Any but everybody it? comes to my, my apartment tells me it's haunted as shit. My neighbors have all... <laughs> Like, experience shit in their own apartments. And so, it's always just been me. My other neighbor saw a full-on dude. He opened up the door to the uh, the parking garage. A full-on dude went... He, was, he walked so close to him, he had to get out of his way. He was like, this guy was not paying attention to him opening the door. And he backed up to let him through the door. And then when he turned around, the guy was gone. No. Ooh. Ooh. Man, I got a little chihuahuas nervous all the time. And then I was like, is she just living in the haunted mansion? Like, yep. do we all go, do I go to like work? And then literally like <laughs> Wendy's just there like watching like, dum 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 as these like ghosts are dancing with each Pots other. Pots and pans I just mean, floating clang, through clang, the air. Clang, clang, clang. My first instinct is to like get a tile for your keys, which is. Tile would be great. Yeah. Which would, then we should all have tile as our sponsors, by the way. And then that would be a true testimony. Like ghosts hiding your keys around the house. Get a tile. <laughs> get a tile. I got a tile because I am the person that's like i can't find my shit but you can like you can find if you have your keys you can call your phone if you have your phone you can call your keys like and it's just a little keychain you put on you and can prove like it's gps and then you could prove if oh if yeah it's like moving <laughs> like the keys are cut or under the bed or you see it scurrying and but like you know what's gonna happen if it's, it would just show like It'd be that haunting thing where if, like, if you did see video of my apartment, you'd, like, see me putting it in the bag. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be a thing. And I'd be like, that's not me. That's not me. (laughs) 
So I'm very excited to share this with you all. Uh, this is my only, and it's so fun because I think I've heard you speak about it a lot on your podcast, obviously, ad nauseum, vice versa. I feel like if you're thirsty to see a ghost, forget it. Yep. You know, they 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 want to be pursued a little less than that. They want they want to do the pursuing. They don't want to be pursued. They are looking for the right slot for their key to fit inside. Yeah, exactly. They don't want anyone who's hungry for the G. That's yeah. right. Hungry for that ghost Go D. D. Uh, and I also feel like when people, after the fact, have seen some sort of apparition, they just report it as, oh, that was weird, and like confusion. Like, it, it's not like a, oh, you know. And so <laughs> I, I had, I sat on it for years where I was like, I definitely stayed in an old ass uh, house in Long Island uh, in Southampton several years ago, Airbnb situation. And there was something that just did not make sense to me. And I finally, a year ago around Halloween, emailed the owner. I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. So want to see this is my actual, just to prove positive, here's my Airbnb account and here's my, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'll, <laughs> uh -huh. I, uh -huh. it's so fun. So I'll read it. This is me messaging the homeowner years later. So I said, hi, Belinda. I stayed as a guest four summers ago in the guest house cottage, and I've been meaning to send you a note regarding something I've been wondering about since then and since it's Halloween and all. Anyway, our stay was lovely, and from what you told us, there was no one coming to stay in the main house until later that night or next day. We stayed our first night, and while I took my dog on her leash and walked past the screened-in front porch of the main house the next morning, pretty early, a very elderly woman wearing a 1970s sort of house coat and those blue blocker cataract-type sunglasses was just sitting in a chair on the screen-in porch and waved at me but didn't say anything. Oh, the shoebox greetings, lady. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, it really did look like her. Uh, I thought it was a little strange, like, who's that? But kept walking my dog, and she wasn't there when I walked by again on the way back. So then later that evening, I think you had a reservation for a group of young men who all drove up from New York City, uh, and it was a little after dark, I was walking my dog around the property, and prior to them arriving, I saw a light on in an upstairs window and a very, very old man changing his shirt. Right after that, the boys pulled into the driveway, started, started to unpack. They were young, gay, fabulous, so I couldn't quite figure out how the super-duper elderly couple fit in with them <laughs> and their like fabulous gay weekend plans. So anyhow, didn't see either of the elderly people in the front house again during my stay, but I've always wanted to ask you about that. If none of this makes sense to you, then I'm pretty sure I saw ghosts my first ever. Ha ha. Thanks for humoring this inquiry. She writes back, well, Brooke, so interesting. I'm investigating, and actually I bought the house and cottage from an old couple in 1968. Yep. Yep. Nothing is out of the question. We'll keep in touch. We are so fascinated. Thanks for sharing this. Yep. Because then, you know, that could, honestly, I think that could spike your Airbnb numbers. Right. I would definitely specifically go to a haunted Airbnb. Well, this kind of like really plays into kind of what we're going to focus on today with yeah. like being in the service industry is like restaurants that focus specifically on being haunted. <laughs> and like that is their draw to get customers in. And it makes really, a lot of sense. Yeah. They really play it up. They're like, come on and hang out. It's old timey. That's haunted. We keep like a loaf of bread on this table for the ghost every night. I love it. I love it. I also think that the restaurants... Like hospitals, 
like the places where you see a lot of concentrated ghost activity, mm-hmm. restaurants are filled with a lot of energy. Yes. And there's a lot of uh, tragedy. There's so much mishap over the years. Um, yes. Because restaurants used to be like inns, which I think you just touched on being like across the pond a lot. Where it's haunted. You know, uh, you not not just have like a restaurant. There was probably also like a brothel upstairs. There was yeah, probably like, some, some shenanigans happening in the basement like that might not be legal, you know? And they like building the same house on top of the old house quite a bit like as we were going through we just did a uh, episode on the Borley Rectory which was the the most haunted house in England and the idea is that what you hear time and time again is that especially UK they just will like level a building and then rebuild a new thing on top of it so it's just like whatever the hell it is that that thing used to be could still just like just not know what's not anymore it's a real Craig T. Nelson <laughs> poltergeist right. moment. Great explanation. For sure. But let's, uh, before we dive into the meat of the topic, yeah. um, guys, and Henry, this is very exciting. We've been asking uh, for our, like, our fans and listeners who currently work in restaurants to, like, if they have experiences to send those stories. So, guys, it's time for some server-submitted stories. Uh-huh. The haunted version. Are you going to do it again? Yeah, let's do it one more time. Server-submitted stories. Okay. Oh, guys, I thought I was going to do Do you want it? Okay, here <laughs> hey, we go. Hey, guys, it's time for some server-submitted stories. Ha-ha. <laughs> but before we get into the haunted ones, Andrea, let's go back to a few OGs. You, I'd always asked uh, you guys to just send in some dumb food requests that you get from customers. Customers, we got a few goodies. <laughs> at jhackman123 says, uh, so I had to share this one with you guys. I currently work at a cocktail bar and lounge, and the other day we had a middle-aged woman come in. She ordered a dirty vodka martini. Okay. She sent it back because it tasted like olives, and mm. she does not like olives. I can't make this shit up. Um, the bar manager went over to explain a dirty martini was what it was and proceeded to ask her why she ordered it if she didn't like olives to which she replied oh i really just like james bond movies what <laughs> what you, you guys didn't as see a middle-aged it. woman i'm offended yeah <laughs> yeah because it's like my wife likes a dirty martini like she wants it to be like drag through an olive garden. That's yeah, she wants right. actual dirt from an olive tree. Also, like but some James blue cheese doesn't stuff. order a dirty martini. He doesn't. That's not his thing. I think he's probably more of like a, a gin and he shaken, not order, stirred. He, it's non-specific. He gets it shaken, not stirred. That's which the only is thing. Typically vodka, because I think you stir gin. No, is it the opposite? You shake gin and you stir vodka. I see. So it would be a gin martini. Thank you, Brian. Am I? Uh, my husband's just giving me dagger eyes uh, over in the corner. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Yeah, it's just the style of the how cold he wants it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you don't want to bruise the alcohol. That's the whole thing with stirring, is you don't want to you don't want to muffle up oh. the flavors. But gin gets all frothy. Gin, you can you can do whatever you want to gin, which is why they made it in bathtubs uh, and everybody had it. With like a plunger. Mm-hmm. I can't have gin. Gin makes me flirty. Yeah, gin <laughs> makes me flush and weird. Yeah, I go like hi, hi, hi. I don't need that in my life no more. <laughs> Another dumb food request comes from at Snickerdoodle0085. These handles, I'll tell you, they're weird. It's old school. It's nice. It's old school. All right. 
Uh, she says, listening to an older episode and had a flashback to one of the dumbest things I've ever been asked for. I was working at a nice restaurant in Brentwood, which is Los Angeles, uh, where OJ killed his family. <laughs> that hey. was my addition, not Hey, hers. man, one less family in fucking Brentwood. Supposedly. <laughs> Finally, there's something for sale. All right, which, okay, so Brentwood, Brentwood, which has a clientele that's used to having their most ridiculous whims catered to. A woman once asked me if we could cut the fat off her bacon. I just stared at her blankly, thinking, it's fucking bacon. It's all fat. I did mention it to our very moody, read narcissistic asshole chef, and the look he gave me could have stopped a charging rhino. Hmm. <laughs> I've been asked some pretty crazy things by guests, especially at that restaurant, but this one stuck out. Yeah, how would you even remove the fat from the bacon? Like, just bring an empty plate, and she'd be like, wonderful, uh, perfect, just bacon just essence. Could you could you put it in a spray bottle and just whiff it in my face? Do you mind chewing on some bacon and coughing on me? <laughs> I think what nice. you do is you put those pigs on Atkins and all that fat just That's melts away. Really it just melts away. Then you got fat free bacon. <laughs> <laughs> At Stella Eastock says. One time a few years back, I was working a slow lunch shift, and this lady walks in and asks me directions to some park. She goes to the bathroom, and I try to look up this park, and apparently there's no park with that name, but it is the name of a psychiatric hospital an hour away. I figure this out and go tell my manager, because it feels a little sketchy. And when I get back, the bathrooms are empty, and she isn't there. No one saw her leave, so we checked the surveillance cameras, and no one walked out. She just disappeared. That building was used as a hospital during the Civil War and was super haunted, though. So we weren't too freaked out. <laughs> what do you mean you weren't too freaked That's out? That's a big one. That's a big one. I like when you're like, oh, well, once we knew that it was used as a hospital, we were like, oh, well, I oh, guess it's not that bad then. Makes sense. That's crazy. It would have, if, yeah, if, if she walked in full Civil War covered right. in the blood of the Union soldiers, everyone's just been like, where's the front lines? <laughs> then that's when you know it's cozy. It's like that's a civil war ghost. Right, right. Where this person, hmm, hard to say. Hard to say with just just a modern ghosts are a little boring. They blend. Yeah. They blend a little too nah, much. I think it's because we like old timey stuff. We We're do. Drawn it's to scarier it. when it's old, like like a little boy and like a page boy cap who's like, "Do you know where my parents are?" <laughs> it's scarier. I'll find them. No, don't worry, little boy. Kids, yeah. I'm gonna release you from this 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 hell. We're gonna get you back. You're gonna get you to your ultimate rest, and then the vacation's over, and then you're like you're like home. So I was like, there was something I was supposed to do. <laughs> oh yeah, I was supposed to find the grave of that boy's ghost parents so I could release him to the afterlife, but we just went to the bourbon festival. Yeah. You really need to start using your Google calendar. I really do. <laughs> I know you think you can remember things, I but really as we do. get older, we really do need to put these things into a program or a handwritten ledger. <laughs> <laughs> handwritten ledgers are uh, scarier. Okay, next spooky story uh, at Raya. Your sis is, I don't right? know. I don't um, know either. Royer, Royer Brute. Yep, right, we'll say that. Uh, Royer okay. Brute. Uh, I worked in a restaurant that was in a building that was built in the early 1800s, so obviously haunted, right? Right off the bat. Durr. One of the closing bartenders would always have weird shit happen to him while he was closing. Chairs randomly falling off tables, the sounds of tables moving around. The only thing I ever experienced, though, is that we had a piano in the restaurant that would randomly play itself. It was always the same key, and everyone would hear it and get up and 
freak out, basically. Uh, <laughs> it happened at least once a week. Also, we had this ledge that is like about three quarters up the wall that goes around the whole restaurant and it holds different decorations. And another server and I literally watched a jar get pushed off the ledge and shatter on the floor. Fuck no. Fuck you. That's I think that's what you've got going on. Nothing's been broken yet. No. It's hidden. We, I mean, you know, like we've had things that I felt were fishy. Like mm-hmm. I had a glass get knocked off of the the counter, but then I'm like, I know all of the stuff where it's like the with if the counter's wet, and I know for a fact that the apartment's kind of slanted, and also you never know when you have a stupid micro earthquake out here. These are the things That's I then true. start rolling through and be right, like, like, just a no tiny tremor. Mm-hmm. You know, more than anywhere. Um, do you guys ever notice like your your paintings and like art on your walls always like a little disheveled here because we so get a little, little bit earthquakes yeah and it shifts everything like yeah. i feel like when the earth opens to consume us that is technically our fate <laughs> it is you know but there's there's going to be tiers of survival where we will be forced to take each other out you know that and, i understand yeah and, and that's really about choosing your gang we have to choose gangs we have to operate yep. in packs yep and I don't feel well prepared. I mean, I'm definitely going to be the leader here in Glendale. Everyone's elderly as fuck. So no, they're looking to you. They're going to be looking to me. And as you, as most of you know, and I'll say it again, uh, I've got a gas mask. Um, I'm ready for the shit to hit the fan. You better be careful. They get hot. They do get hot. And uh, you don't want to pass out. You got to stay hydrated. You got to stay hydrated. I have I have uh, gallons of water tucked all around the house. I've got a couple gallons in my car. Well, you know that that's like. That's like legit. That's like one of those weird things that I overheard because mm-hmm. I don't get around the, the majorly famous very often. <laughs> but like Judd Apatow, this is not even a bit. He has a warehouses of water. I mean, he, water. He's been stockpiling water for years. Oh, that's what the, the rich do. They, are, have they all, do. They'll have all the water. Yes. No, they have water. They, it went through that whole group of comedians. Like I'm maybe blowing up their spot, I guess, a little bit, but I feel like that, that I don't know if that's common knowledge. I'm pretty certain I've said this before because I'm a bit of a chatty Kathy. <laughs> Like, I'm not really good with gossip. He with the I... most water shall be king. But that's true. We, I mean, we are constantly about to be in a drought at all times yep, in especially here. Los Angeles. And there was like, it was not Johannesburg, Africa, but like there was an actual city in South Africa where it was it, like there were water lines. It got so bad. And it we study it because that is the future of Los Angeles potentially if it continues to get that bad and you also have like Republican crazy billionaire lawmakers who want to privatize water and make it a paid privilege so you know what start hoarding some fucking water just to tell GOP to fuck off but or collect rainwater do that kind of rain stuff wa- your rain barrel put your bucket in your shower while start you're pissing waiting in it your to- own mouth mm-hmm All right, one more haunted server submitted story for you all. Things are getting scary in here. Kevin Costner making people drink piss. All right. Okay, this one might butcher this handle too. Ex Jorge Regula, but I went and looked on your page and your name's Hannah. All right, could we chill with the the handle? Good God. All right. All right, Halloween episode, question mark, exclamation. I've worked in a couple haunted restaurants over the last 15 years. The craziest one was a place called Twin Bay's Cafe, which was an upscale BYOB fashioned into an old Victorian-style house. That checks out. Yep. I worked there in high school and used to drive back home in college to work the weekends. 
My coworkers warned me about the ghost of a little girl that roamed the restaurant. Yuck. I was always too scared to get the extra chairs stored on the attic steps. Certain rooms I couldn't even go into on my own. I once got locked in the ancient walk-in in the basement for a few terrifying minutes, and I'm still convinced it was her. Ghost or not, getting trapped in the walk-in is a fucking, it's a career hazard we've all dealt with, being servers. Okay. Yeah, you just become Jack Torrance. <laughs> you do. <laughs> We used to, my buddy, you work at a restaurant where you literally just go, <laughs> we would just go and get high in, in there. And be like, I can't get, I can't get out. Well, I you, heard, yeah, everybody used to call everybody Wendy for the rest of the night. We just leave the door open. We would yeah. literally just leave the door it's open. To the, yeah, I mean, I was, I used to go to a restaurant, hang out at a restaurant where it was just staffed by 19 year olds. So, yeah. Forget shenanigans. It's again, we, we speak about it ad nauseum. Uh, it's a place for sexual encounters, drug doing. It's a great place to take a knee and cry. Sweaty individuals. I mean, I've just stood in there to be like, Jesus Christ, I need to <laughs> take a breath. Like, a lot of crazy energy in a walk in cooler, too. And then usually, like, the, the insane drunk chef is in there, like, early in the morning, just, just, anyways, a lot of weird energy in a walk in. So, Hannah, I will continue. <coughs> With your story. She says, one night I was cleaning up the front two rooms downstairs, which had a fireplace in the middle that we filled with a bunch of tea lights and two large candlesticks. I specifically remember moving the two candlesticks out from inside the fireplace to the outside so that I could sweep the inside. I turned the corner to the room adjacent and came back only seconds later with the broom and the candlesticks were back in the center of the fireplace. I no. called for my coworker while laughing, who I thought was fucking with me, but he was on the complete opposite side of the restaurant up the stairs. No way he could have gotten there and back that fast. Luckily, this tiny little BYOB restaurant always got a case of beer and handle of vodka for the staff, and I was able to forget about the terror pretty quickly. Thanks for the awesome podcast, you ladies. Start off my work week every Friday. Helps me stay positive and keep the eye twitching to a minimum. Oh God, we, we go. It's like we went from Jack Torrance to the character that Nicholson plays in. Uh... <laughs> My brain. What is it? Where is the OCD character? Oh, as, uh, as, as good, good as, as it gets. gets. Yes. Sorry, I should reset it. It is. It's like so the OCD, like of the as good as it gets. Jack Nicholson was like, nope, those go there. <laughs> like they go. Or does this little girl go just think she's she's helping? I don't know. You know, she could back. be. She could be like, I help mommy. That was the chore that mommy used to give me. I my true belief is that it's about a. Uh, it's weirdly. It's somewhere between an actual intelligence. That is there. That is interacting with the biological antenna that is our brains. Well, or, right. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I mean, I fucking don't know. I think it's all about we are. It could straight up be coming from us. I believe that to a point too, because we all have like a a, a kinetic energy inside of us. Like it's there. It's possible. Just so many of us do not know to how to access the resources of our brains. We all know. Like we only use like. 12% of it or well, something like we that. Also, our reality is created uh -huh. by this jelly in our heads. So our reality is literally just as thin as, as the fact that like, I am a better person when I have coffee in it, but I have now coffee molecules in my brain. I'm saying this right, stuff. Right, 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 right. I don't know what, if, that, if any of that is scientifically correct. But, but I is, agree. I'm manipulating my brain with shit all the time because I put the cannabinoids in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That fucking <laughs> makes you go like, <laughs> so I feel like that's the kind of shit that you could end up like, you do fuck with the nature of reality all the time. So who knows? Well, and I also think too, if you're entering a situation going, this is a Victorian house, this shit's scary 
I mean, you're already setting yourself up to be scared by any and every little thing. Like, that's my, I mean, I do have a joke like, well, you do, you live in an apartment right now. Like, I don't think apartments are scary, but you clearly have a scary apartment, well, you know? Th- there's stuff where you just don't know. It's because people get murdered in apartments sure all the time. Do. It's not like they don't, but I, I, I wonder if back in the Victorian era, people were like, my house is so scary. Certainly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm- I can't believe we designed it to look like this. It's so cold and dark, and this candlelight's really freaking me out. <laughs> this is crazy. We need to make this nicer now. We need a thing called a television. Why do we have a cellar with just a dirt floor? <laughs> Why did we do that? It's so frightening down here. Well, you know, we're talking about, like, if that is, if you're kind of creating your own reality and messing with it, and it's just, it may be is in your head then we hear from servers who um who get used to the fact mm-hmm. that places are haunted they just work at a haunted restaurant and shit happens all the time and they're just like whatever they just get used to the fact they come in <laughs> they come in in the early morning the piano is playing the lights flicker off and on they're just trying to get through their fucking day and do their job they're like well, to me that's when it's really it shows that there is an actual physical side to the phenomena there's like some mm-hmm. kind of scientific side to it it's like to bring up the Borley Rectory again, they all talked about how it was when families were living in it. When a family lived in it, it was like activity was fucking all over the place. When the families would leave, it would kind of lie dormant. And there's something about like the energy of people being in there that makes the kind of like there's either something inside of it's magnifying our telekinetic powers so that you are like looking at this phenomena that's always been that way all the time. So what you're going to end up doing is like kind of almost creating it within your own brain. It's like you you are your yourself proliferating it as you go. I don't know. I, I go to- no, I, I see what you're saying. It's almost like weird. It's almost like a weird solar energy, right? Like our energy, like kickstarts whatever energy is lingering, right? Yes. Kind of. And then whatever happens is how we perceive it and how we have a relationship with whatever energy that is. Well, and then, and you say when families would move in, well, get, kids are open to this. They see it all. So, of course, the ghosts are probably like, I'm having a blast They're with pure. this little three-year-old who's like he entertaining. Can see me. Exactly. Yeah, and so. then you have to deal with your child going, there's a man in my room. And He's so like, angry. I'm going to put you in an insane asylum. I had that running joke for a while that was like, I don't want to have kids because I don't want to find out ghosts are real. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, you know what? I like the term being like gaslit. I think also we live in a world where you get ghostlit. People are like, you didn't see that. You need to be institutionalized. I'd be like, I'd love a break. <laughs> put me in an institution. Wouldn't it be incredible? Would it be nice to have that exhaustion excuse where mm-hmm. you go to you get to go away for exhaustion for a couple of weeks? I'm fine well, with that. If the ghosts follow you, not cool. Right. Unless you're just a woman and like your husband cheated on you and like that's why you're in the institution is because you got mad about it and he's like, You're crazy, I'm putting you away. That's scary. Which happened all the time. That's all really very the scary. Time. <laughs> If I worked in a restaurant that was claimed to be haunted, I would not be okay with it. I am a scaredy cat. And closing bars at night, no matter what, is scary That's just enough. creepy because... I have felt crazy energy shutting down places at night by myself. Yeah. I mean, oh, a lot it's of it's so, in your head. You're so paranoid. Yeah. You got all the cash. You're like either it's like you and just one other person. You're specifically separated. So one person's like in the back. Mm-hmm. The other person's in the front. I remember the closing. When I used to work retail. Like closing up the store at the end of the night, doing the lockbox cash. It's, it mm-hmm. felt weird because it was like you're so the, vulnerable. But it's also the unsettled energy of hundreds of people being inside of a room all day, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like bling 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 around the room. So you're you're kind of it's buzz. Yes, as the place is kind of shutting down. But I mean, you know, sometimes it be a ghost. It was. The, it might be a ghost. If if did you ever do the thing where you have to like lock up a place and then you go and you're locked up and you're ready to go and then you stop and you're like, oh fuck. 
Like I left a thing oh, yeah. in there and I have to go back in. And that's the last thing I want to do because I'm scared. I still do a thing where I go and if I do it at work now, I open the door and I, I, I announce my presence. It's and, me. Yeah, but I'm back. I just had to grab a thing. Like that's what I do. Andrea and it, coming in. Yep. You Candelabras, get, please go back, back to your places. To whatever goes satanic orgy you guys were going to do after I left. It is not my business. I just have to make sure I wash this dish or I might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> please hold. All and I scurry the fuck out of there. Thank you. There's a lot going on inside of a restaurant. I can believe ghosts, but I, you know what would be fun, though? If I did work one of those colonial, like, super haunted ones, it would be fun every once in a while. Show up with my bag, and nobody knows. I go in the bathroom, full colonial attire, paint yourself gray. <laughs> like, do the thing where you put Vega on your face. Yeah, and then come out being like, where is Alexandria? Where is Alexandria? And then you disappear in the other room. That would be fun as shit. That would be very fun. Well, that's the thing about is that a lot of restaurants are haunted by old patrons or owners because like they're they're having a great time, you know, mm-hmm. like their whole life. Or like a bar regular who who died and now and now well if they weren't the best regular, then you're stuck with them for all fucking oh, eternity. Yeah, you know, just a guy, old shitty tipper still hanging around. You got a boyfriend. <laughs> hey, you got a boyfriend? It's, I didn't want fucking grimy to be here. I don't want to be grimy, Dave. <laughs> so thrillers just dropped there, and as is Halloween time, there's all sorts of like top haunted hunts like being dropped all over the internet. This is just from Thrillist, uh, a place called Old Town Pizza in Portland, Oregon. Um, is known for a ghost uh, named Nina, who really runs the show there. Oh. She's been hanging around this place for a century, um, and it's not for sentimental reasons. Um, She was a sex slave who entertained clients at the Merchant Hotel, where the pizza place now stands. Pause. Right on top. Pause, 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 Hmm. pause. If you're a slave, do you call that entertainment? Um, Hmm. If you're a good slave. I'm going to write a letter to the editor here. It's all about Um, what do you get out of it. Fair. It's so if fair. you can make just one person laugh, <laughs> that's what I would like as a slave. So you're a comedy slave. Totally. Okay. okay. A slave to comedy. So she was forced to uh, have sex with people at this hotel, um, which now stands right on top of the infamous Shanghai Tunnels, which is so fucked up I I, love... in Portland. I mean, you know what this is, what getting shanghai was, right? In Portland was a big port city, real de- dirty, real devious, and essentially, um, if you got shanghai you were essentially kidnapped and forced into slavery to work on ships. Oh. Honestly, though, there was times when I was unemployed that that would have been incredible. Just, like, wake up to a job, like, you got, <laughs> yeah. you got drunk, oh, and you, you woke drunk? up, and I'm working? Huh, this wow. is also, right. like, where trap doors were a real thing in bars, is that, like, the bartenders and the owners were probably in on this and getting yes. cut. They'd get, they'd drug you, get you wasted, um, a trap door would open Down up, the you'd land on a pile of hay, you'd wake up on a ship, and that's <gasps> where you lived your days. And now you're working. Yep. And it happened a ton. A lot. You know what? It may have uh, it may have straightened some people's lives out. Let's be honest. You That's know? what I'm saying. They, they had to sober up real fast, learn life skills, multitasking. My sisters had a couple of boyfriends that could have used being Shanghai into a job. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being Shanghai into a job I mean, right now. Imagine being Shanghai waking up on a cruise ship and having to be a server on it. You know, oh! like, no good there. Oh no, I'm number is- eleven on a network sitcom. <laughs> I'm stuck in this contract. Shanghai. Uh, yeah, for that's someone. a good idea for a show where everybody in the show is like essentially uh. a slave to the network. So basically, Nina um, 
was approached that and you know by the law and said that if she gave up her pimps they would set her free and then she she did she gave them up but her pimps didn't like it and found out and they threw her down an elevator shaft as as punishment like bugs says. bunny yeah that is that's <laughs> a roadrunner death okay so supposedly she scratched her name into uh did like a live? brick on the elevator boot. no on a brick and now now that uh that part of the elevator shaft is now an actual part of a booth at this pizza joint cool in portland that you can go to so um what's the name of this pizza joint again it's called old town pizza okay <laughs> So, How's the pizza? Shanghai pie. That's what Shanghai I call pie. It. <laughs> That's actually you probably couldn't for certain purposes or God, like yeah. um, one in four is pies. Incredible. Or just drugs. Um, so apparently she appears to patrons uh, while they're eating. So I think she says to watch them eat too. Can you imagine just being like, like eating your pizza? <laughs> I'm eating with a fork and knife right now because um, that's how I eat pizza. That's how you eat pizza. like a creepy old like sex slave like staring at you eating and just being like, honey, are you seeing this? You're putting um, pineapple in your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. I never do that. I was murdered here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also have a faint uh, smell of her perfume. Perfume, which uh, whoo, God, uh, that sex slave perfume. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, mm. it's just a lot. I mean, and the, and the tunnels themselves were like pa- a network of passageways, where like there was also extra rooms that were like opium, opium dens. And like, not gonna lie, I don't do many drugs, but I think I would have been an opium starter gal. Oh my God, Ugh. it's very relaxing. You ever smoked opium? No, I did in college. Okay, it's very relaxing. I think I like it. Yeah. But anyways. It gets you real tired. This one I really like. Can I read this one? Oh too? my gosh, yeah. So this is a tonic room in Chicago, which I've been. It's a it's a fun little music venue on Lincoln uh, Avenue oh, in Lincoln room. Park. Okay. Yeah. So here's how the tale goes: um, is that a few years ago, uh, Lincoln Park Watering Hole, a music venue, the tonic room, was taken over by new ownership during some renovation in the basement. Workers removed a worn-looking dagger from a window well. Cool. On the floor of the basement, Johnson said they found the remains of a painted-on pentagram. Now, that's when weird things started to happen. Right after it was removed, a bouncer went into the basement and suddenly felt paralyzed when he was in the pentagram area. He said he went down on the ground and couldn't move or talk. What? And when they took him to the hospital, they said there was nothing wrong with him at all. Um, to this day, Johnson said the tonic room's owner won't move the dagger from where it was uh, found, except to show it off if asked nicely. According to Johnson's research, the basement was occupied by male witch Frederick D. Archicaga. <laughs> Archicaga? Yeah, that's right. Um, In the late 60s and early 70s, who sold occult paraphernalia and used the space as a pagan temple. He considered himself the Pontifex Maximus. Uh, of the Sabian religious order he founded, declaring the basement the Temple of the Moon. That's a lot. Yeah. He would have a He's lot of self-published up books. the energy. You know what's interesting? Because pentagrams are a sign of protection. So, like, they're not evil. Right. So, it's, you could also, I mean, like, it does sound like it could have profound effect on somebody if it was indeed moved, that it was supposed to. Or he's trying to get out of a shift. Yeah, that too. You go, look at me, I can't. I can't move. I can't do it. Like, I've been at that level of, like, please fire me. I would, 
That is like if you it, actually if you work in a haunted establishment, just pretend like you got scared or spooked. If you don't want to work your shift, you go, oh, there's a ghoul down there, and then you just go home. You, I guess you get left home. You're like, yeah. I'm traumatized. Yeah, I gotta leave. I'm I traumatized. I'm gonna call HR. Just kidding. There is none in the service industry. <laughs> Can you imagine how busy they would be? If HR existed at a restaurant, yeah. I mean that's why they would be a nonstop job. Have it. We just self police. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> meaning, meaning the women look out for other women and devil yeah. stuff scares me more than anything. I think so too. That's that's because I believe as much as I don't believe in God, I believe in the devil. Because um, good it's insurance. I think that the I mean you know as a Satanist I believe that the the, the devil be not scary that yeah. technically the devil's not real but we the are idea the scary of scary ones what we're the scary ones I Every, think is yeah sorta yeah 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 I don't know my dad has this theory because he's my dad he thinks there's an alternate universe and that's like that e- there's evil like coming into our like universe from that universe and oh I believe in parallel universes yeah. and I, it's it's funny because the idea of universes is that I think that people mistake evil for neutral like it's not that things care it's it's not that they are tr- other energies are trying to hurt us or do whatever it's just uh, they have their own agenda and other energies have their own kind of like we're not the center of their their plots mm-hmm. like we're not the center of their world we're side world to them so it's like this thing where all of these energies kind of show up so we kind of naturally assume well if they're not helpful they're they're anti us this sounds like the worst customer at the restaurant you're talking about too <laughs> I mean, what do you mean you're not here for me fully you have your own agenda you have your own life like <laughs> it's true but no i love that kind of shit no i hope man one day i'll see a ghost uh, what about the slip- Slippery Noodle Inn in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana? Already problematic. Boy, there's been some Me Too incidents here for sure. It's better than the Sticky Noodle. Yeah. yeah. Well, hang on. Okay, so this establishment was opened in 1850, uh, and it is still the oldest continuously operating bar in the state of Indiana, which is, I think that merits a, vi- a visit if I would ever go to well, that Mayor piece Pete, of shit state. Mayor Pete, he should go visit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, Mayor Pete. Okay. Indy's All- not the prettiest place it in the ain't. world. No, it's not. Um, so the name has changed many times. Apparently still landing on the slippery noodle. We decided that was the best. Um, and it had been traditionally owned by ethnic Germans. Not great at that era. Gotta Mm-mm. say, they weren't up to a good. A spitzel's a slippery noodle in a way. <laughs> right? A spitzel. Yeah, a spitzel. Buttery noodle. Mm-hmm. Yum, 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 yum. The, the slippery spitzel. No, a noodle has a better ring. Okay. But it has a colorful history, so no wonder it's home to a ghost or two. So it was a stop on the Underground Railroad prior to the Civil War and a speakeasy during Prohibition. A brothel up until 1953. Mm-hmm. So its days as a brothel came to an end after one man killed another in an argument over a girl, left a bloody knife on the bar, and then it was known as the Slippery Noodle. Ugh, cool. I don't know why. Well, I'm try- that is kind of wrapping it up where you can like eat and fuck all in one, which is a one restaurant and a brothel. Shopping. If you ask me. I would. It's good to have sex before you eat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I'd probably like to do it the other way. But uh, according to an author who has a book called The Haunted Hoosier Trails, which, you know, those <laughs> fucking Indiana, man, I'll tell you. Um, the bar is haunted by the ghost of a tall black man wearing overalls. So it's the Green Mile. Uh, he has been spotted. His name is John Coffee, but <laughs> not spelled the same. <laughs> 
But they say he does do a lot of coughing. Coughing. Uh, He's been spotted in various places around the bar, particularly the basement, where there is a strange, dark cavern the owners call the cubby hole. No one seems to know the purpose of this hole. I call bullshit. But a visiting coroner once said it reeks of death. I mean, that just sounds like a basement walk-in, you know? Yeah. It just sounds like... It's where you put, like, the dead animals that it's the coolest place in the building before refrigeration. Oh, my God. But they still doing that. Are they still doing that for for a modern-day restaurant? I want a health inspector to go to the slippery noodles. Yeah. Come on. Like, why did they have a coroner come visit before a health inspector? Yeah, that's not not inviting a health inspector. Do not get the blue plate special. Also, from- John Coffey's really there. It's like the he'll take all the bad stuff away. He I will. have this uh, this this runner joke too, where it's like you know you pull a real Green Mile moment on a first date, and you're just talking to someone, and they suck, and they're just talking at you about their shitty problems, and you're like, uh, pardon me, can I go to the bathroom? And you go and you just vomit out bees uh, yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you just vomit out all the okay, here we go. This is Casey Moore's Oyster House in Tempe, Arizona. Great place for seafood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love a nice desert-based seafood house. Like mm-hmm. a, I like a desert bass. Mm-hmm. Like any haunted house worth its salt, Casey Moore's has several different stories on the poltergeists that spook the grounds. One account goes that a co-ed named Sarah, ooh, who is strangled by her crazy boyfriend on sight, sulks around the dining room tables. Another says the spirit of a little boy, whose photograph was unearthed years ago amid renovations, prowls the halls. Either way, you might actually have to believe your buddy when he insists half your shrimp cocktail just disappeared when you went to the bathroom. <laughs> I think this is the dumbest. Um, uh, it's like... Don't worry, it was the ghost boy. Where's the fuck other half of this shrimp cocktail? You don't work. You don't work. I'm paying for this meal. Those kind of uh, cost $14.95. There were six shrimps on this. I expected at least three. <laughs> Boy, took it. It's it's very scary. That would be scary. Or if you gave it to a homeless boy, that's fine. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing to have like a, a coed being murdered and then saying that she fucking sulks. sulks? <laughs> hey, hey, Sarah, you have a really mm. bad attitude about being strangled to oh, death. No, I don't. He, Whatever. I wish he would call me back, but he just murdered me. I wish he would go do over. it again. I'm gonna flip this light on and off. I'm missing my shows. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh no! Do you like all the like? I mean, let's pay attention to these adjectives assigned to women. It's like the <sighs> men are terrifying and the women are nosy bitch. Well, ghosts. that's the thing. <laughs> when you're looking through all these like haunted restaurant like lists that are scoured across the internet, it's like hookers, prostitutes. Like it's it's just another dead hooker. Just more <laughs> slut ghosts. Yeah, where it's like. Oh, the aristocrat ghosts. It's all like men in top hats and stuff and like <laughs> yeah. just normal. Well, that one guy's in overalls, so he's casual. Totally. Well, it's because he was black. Ah. So yeah. there we go. The black man in the overalls. I mean, this is also the Yeah. Everyone's mean to lady ghosts now. Now I'm on a real rampage. I'm like, it's time we stood up for female ghosts. Yes. 
Uh, okay, so this place, I mean, good God, who doesn't enjoy a yield anything? But uh, I love you. I, I love yield. Uh, I love yields. Yield. They're so great. So this is in Ohio. This one's called Yield Trail Tavern. Uh, it's located along the main drag in tiny little Yellow Springs, Ohio, and it's allegedly haunted by a ghost called the Blue Lady. And she's not shy. And of course, she's blue. She's depressed, probably. She's not shy about making her presence known. And uh, let's see. Are those blue ladies? She's like, have you guys seen my cunt? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so... <laughs> Apparently, several female ghosts might actually haunt the tavern, but the most famous has come to be this blue lady. She appears to be in her 30s with light-colored hair tied in a bun. Scary. Wearing a long blue and white dress. She's been known to express her displeasure whenever anyone fails to take her seriously. Good I mean, I hear her. you, sister. I hear you. I'm, I'm there with you. So once after the owner pretended to be the ghost of her and jumped out of a bathroom stall to scare her friends... She then went down to the walk-in and found all the cases of food in the refrigerator inexplicably frozen solid. She got Whoa. iced by that bitch. That's, that's a blue power. Whoa. And she was like, I'll show you. You don't right. fucking do a bad impression of me, you piece of shit. But Boom, yeah, vengeful. Frozen. Vengeful. Like you see food. my cunt? <laughs> yeah, let's try. That's what I'm going to do. This ghost, she's really, the lady goes really blue. She's really, really blue. The blue. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. That's the idea. Jesus. Read the room. Hey, fuck nuts. It's a restaurant. Please stop saying those things. I I shat the other day and it was so brown. Cool. Great, great. Cool, thank you so much. This is a family restaurant. I'm I'm a new lady. I'm gonna call a fucking exorcist. I'm gonna get you the hell out of here. There's just like mothers like covering children's ears at the restaurant. Sometimes my (laughs) pussy bleeds so hard. How hard does it bleed? It bleeds so hard. It's Jesus. (laughs) She's God. She really is blue. Oh my god. (laughs) We're all gonna walk out to our cars and they're gonna be frozen. What a uh, bitch. Guys, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode. Uh, you'll hear it tomorrow on Friday. And we've got some tips of service, some steps of service for dealing with your haunted establishment. And a few more stories for you. We just want to thank Henry Zabrowski for sitting in with us during this episode. I've had a lovely time. <sighs> we've had a lovely time having it. If you guys weren't aware, didn't know, please, please do yourself a favor. If you love all things paranormal, murdery, we know some of you do for sure. Uh, last podcast on the left, obviously a juggernaut, a titan. Go check them out. They drop on Fridays. Wednesdays is side stories, which side is great. Stories. And their whole network has super duper fun uh, podcasts that I think you guys will love. That's last, last podcast network, last podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski, at Dr. Fantasty. On Insta. On Insta. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's a tip. You want a restaurant tip? Honestly? Yeah, sure. Never eat at an empty restaurant. Do not eat at an empty restaurant. If it is empty, it is empty for a reason. I know that it's a, it's a hassle. You don't like going to the restaurant that's that's super packed because it you don't like to wait. But guess what? Food's fresh. Mm-hmm. Because it's flying off the shelves. They yes. have to keep it coming in. It's not sitting on a lamp. It might be haunted if the food's flying off the shelves. I'm just and then it's like, whoa, <laughs> is this Beauty and the Beast? Also, uh, it can't have a big menu. Any no, menu with any restaurant with more than two pages is But I bad. love the Cheesecake Factory Bible. I love that I could beat a, a cat to death with it if I wanted to. <laughs> 
Just imagine, like, do you know how ripped those servers are if they've got an eight top and have to deliver? Like, they are jacked. Seven pounds of menus. pounds of menus. Like, here you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, and guys, since we didn't talk restaurant shit with Henry, it's because he's a bitch and didn't do any. He was just a little retail guy. Yeah, I was a retail b- monkey. But we might get into it because we want to expand in a different customer service, probably with our bonus episodes when we get down the line. So we absolutely want to talk to retail people. So we'll I'll have, talk to we'll some have retail nightmares. Yeah. yeah, we'll have you back when we do that. I'm like, meanwhile, check me out at my new uh, hashtag, at the blue lady. Uh, <laughs> hey, is that the fish special or is that my pussy just stinking it up? Yeah, again? blue lady, she knows she tells it like it is. <laughs> Hey guys, fun news about Sidework Podcast. You can now listen to us exclusively on the Himalaya app and anywhere else you're already streaming your podcast. But if you listen to us on Himalaya, which is a free app you can go find in your app store and listen to everything else you already normally listen to, we start to get paid, which helps us continue to bring you fun content. Plus, we're going to start doing bonus content for people who want to pay a little extra for live streaming videos, special episodes, maybe some tickets to some live shows we're going to start doing for servers only. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks again for listening and check out Himalaya.